Father, we thank you. Good morning. And welcome to Alone with God. Our God has been so, so faithful. I thank God for your life. Thank God for what he's doing, what has done. Ah, <laughs> I just thank God. This is the last model, model four. And it's such a delight and a honor to partner with God in this assignment. This is the model I dread the most. <laughs> but yet, this is the model that is called the conclusion of all things. It says here the conclusion of all things. This is the conclusion of all things. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. Thank you for Alpha, you brothers. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Shada baribo kosi kedabalish. Ros atakote peleko shaduste kalida barosataya. Melosh agabeo sutemi hatakoshta lista. Holy Spirit, partner with you. I partner with you today. I partner with you. I partner with you. Do that which only you can do. Let that be a hearing of the hears, seeing of eyes. Let hearts be open. Thank you, Lord. Come as fire. Alisopeko satala. Come glorify the Father. Mehusha kaposu teshidos. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, I hope you can hear me well. Um, I don't want to raise my voice too much, but I know I'm a bit audible. So we have come to Modu 4. We have come to the place of the refining fire. We have come to the place where God meets men. We have come to the place where we see God face to face and our life can never be the same again. You know, when people say, my life can't be the same again, they don't actually understand what they mean. <laughs> say, when you meet God and your life, will now, mm -mm. there are some points where it actually means your life can never remain the same. And it's not actually an exciting thing. It's not always. <laughs> when you say your life cannot remain the same, amen. They say, ah, God is changing me. <laughs> Uh, he's teaching you. <laughs> but uh, when we look at and listen well, some of the time it's not um it's not a sweet experience. It's not because yes, your life will remain the same again because you will not even look like. Mm. When God meets a man, he first deforms you. And uh, when he deforms you, <laughs> he affirms you. But if when he affirms you, it doesn't take away your deformity. <laughs> your deformity becomes his way of affirming you. But yet, it's, it's affirming you, but it's, it, just, it, will, it will never take away that deformity. Because it becomes a, uh, a sign, a signature mm, that you actually met God. Hallelujah. I'll be saying a lot of things by the help of the Holy Spirit today. And I want you to listen to me well. Listen to me well. It's, it's, a, it's, it's sort of uh, <laughs> sort of that model that you just, you know, just cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Um, I believe that the 
God of heaven will glorify himself in the name of Jesus. I'll be reading some scripture. Let me start by reading um, Genesis chapter 32. The first man that, no, maybe not first, but before Moses saw God, there was another man that saw God, apart from uh, Enoch. His name is Jacob. In fact, um, scholars and teachers have said that Jacob and the um, um, is that, how do I put it, embodiment of seeking God. Is that, you know, the Bible says, uh, we have the tribe of Jacob, we are the son of Jacob, those that seek the Lord. Fine. So, teachers have always said that when you want to look at that symbol or that, um, Woman, um, I don't know how to say it, symbol of seeking God is not even found in Moses, it's found in, in Jacob. That signifies, that amplifies uh, the, the art of seeking God and seeing God. It's not even in Moses, it's in Jacob. Because of, yeah, it signifies encounter. Yes, but let me just go straight to where I'm going. Genesis chapter 32, you know the story of Jacob wrestling with God? Fine. Look at verse 24. It says, then Jacob was left alone. <laughs> Talked about it. When you are not alone, you are not yet alone. God, you can't see God. You can't see a dimension of God. God must take you to the point where you are alone. That's why I said in the first, second, all through the modus that you need solitude. You need quietness. It's not a time where you are too loud, you talk too much, you're in the midst of everybody, you just enjoy yourself. Just, just, just. Uh -uh. You must create, you must cover a time to sit with God in your inner being. No, bring about what I call, get to a place of quietness and silence. Where you are not alone. Mm -mm. There's no man that met God in the crowd. Moses met God when he was alone on the mountain. See, another scriptural reference here is uh, Jacob. And he was, he was alone. If he wasn't alone, it would not happen. Hallelujah. So let's go further. Then Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him. My Bible is the man. is in chapter M. So that's the angel of the Lord. Wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. Now see, verse 25 says, now, when he saw that it did not prevail against him, hmm? he touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob, Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. <laughs> you know, when you say you dislocate someone's hip, let's just look at that for, picture that for 30 seconds. It's not pleasant. Oh, it's painful. When you have a dislocation, now at the hip, I think that should be more painful. That even when you have a wrist dislocation or you just stopped on something, you stumble and your ankle, you know, this is, you know, this is the hip. <laughs> a big joint, a critical joint in a woman body. The Bible says even when he dislocated the hip, Jacob was still wrestling. That's that speed that sometimes we don't have. I'm tired. No, you can't be tired. Doggedness. Say, 
I want what I want. I will be here waiting. I'm, I'm going, I'm going to weary you with my, my tenacity. <laughs> it, it didn't do. It didn't little. Ah, I'm in pain. Let me, okay, just go. Let me sort out this pain. With that pain, he continued to wrestle for what he wanted. Now look at, and we know the story. He said, okay, and God blessed him. Therefore, to this day, okay, okay, is that where I'm going? Yeah. That's the one. Say, just as he crossed over Peniel, the sun rose on him, and he leaned on his hip. Therefore, to this day, the children of Israel do not eat the muscle that shrank, which on the hip of the socket, because he touched the socket of Jacob's hip in the muscle that shrank. So, even after he got the blessing, he continued. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I'm laughing, but it's not so funny. He carried that dislocation all through his life. He was limping. He carried the blessing, the affirmation that, yes, God is with you. <laughs> because he changed his name and he blessed him there. He carried the blessing, but he also carried the, the deformity for life. And that is the sign that he met God. See, since there's no way you can encounter God and something will still remain that you will be 100 percent I don't I don't know if you understand me. I want to take it slow today because I'm going somewhere and I don't I don't want to rush. Aha. Uh -huh. So I'll take it slow. See, when you meet God, when you encounter God, something gets dislocated for life. It, 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 it's not for a moment. Okay, now that I have my blessing, can my hip joints go back? No, it will not. It will be a memorial for life that you made the God of Israel. Hmm. Jesus, in his glorified state, still at the Father's uh, throne of grace, is still bearing that mark. That's why when he came back to meet Thomas, he said, see my hand that means the hole was still there just come and check my side where they trusted with despair it's still there put your hand there so after jesus rose god could have ah in the glorified state ah, you can this car may not be there again and say ah this is a glorified state after all he has paid the price he has risen from the dead so we will no more see the scar on his hand by his side. No. Mm. No. In his glorified state, after doing the will of the Father, after being glorified, he still carries the scar. And he will carry it forever, to eternity or to eternity. That is what I call the modus operandi of someone that wants to carry the glory. Yes, it's the spiritual operation. It can't be broken for you, Ma. We can't break the law for you. It is a spiritual law. <laughs> it is a spiritual operation. If it was not broken for Jesus, yet not for Jacob, it can't be. We can't change the goalpost for you. And I may be sounding hard. I want you to prepare your mind that there will be scar. Ah, it is a signature. 
that you meet God. Now that you meet God, <clears throat> you are asking, can it go? It will never go. You will carry it forever. Because in that scar, that's where it will drip. That flow. You know, out of the belly shall flow what? Rivers of living water. Remember it was the side that he trusted. The soldier trusted. Put this a, a, a square. And the Bible says, water and blood came gushed out from that side. There must be a side that God has actually put his spear <laughs> and trusted and thrust it in. Shook you very well. Because it is from that point that flows that oil called anointing. It is that from that point that flows that, that grace to do the Father's bidding. It is from that point that flows the river for the healing of the nations. That you have been sent to. It is from that point that flows your anointing. <laughs> your own anointing. To go forth and do the Father's bidding. If you see anyone that is flowing an unusual grace. They didn't flow from a full stomach. I've eaten. I'm full. Let me go and minister. <laughs> they flow from a empty stomach. And I'm not talking about empty stomach. Literally on the physical. Means you're not eating. But they flow for a place of death, denial, desperation. You see that 3D? Death, denial, desperation. When they are empty, when they have their scar. In fact, I've learned and I've listened to teachers say, you, you do better, you impart more, and your, your heart flows more from your place of pain. And it's not the place of pain the other side. The place where God met you and he left a mark and he dislocated you and he left a signal of himself that you actually met God. That's the way. That's God's own way. Welcome to Mudu 4. Pruning. As I mentioned pruning, I feel like painful process of the making of God's vessel. Hmm? That's pruning. It's a process of God. The process of God's making of his own choice vessel. The process of making. And I had to put painful because it's going to be painful. Oh, ah. <laughs> Let me read another scripture for you. That scripture that we usually quote, it seems as if we didn't read it well. Or it's not the way you actually hear it when you... I've not even started the class, but... God will help us today. We've, I've not started the slide, but God will help us today. I just believe this is the route that God wants us to take. So I will take it. Galatians chapter 6 verse 17 in Amplified. I'm reading from Amplified. The Bible says, From now on, let no one trouble me. It says, By making it necessary for me to justify my authority as an apostle, and the absolute trust of the gospel. So nobody should query me and say, justify your authority. Justify your business. Mm. There's something that justified and said. Listen. He said, for I bear on my body, my physical body, not spiritual. So my pain is spiritual. is in my soul. No, your body. Yes, your physical body must carry that signature. That signature. 
all God's own signature of making is making. So he said, For I bear on my body the branding mark. I like that. He said, It's branding. <laughs> you know, when you brand your own um, your assets, your property, you know, you put it back. What they see, this so fine. This LW, ALW. That's a low we got. When we have a design, I will brand it. Anywhere you see, you say, ah, this logo is for, uh, this logo is for, <laughs> this logo show. It's a branding. And you only brand what is precious to you. What is not important, I don't brand it. <laughs> you want, because you want to put your signature that, let people know that this one belongs to me. And it's precious. It's called branding mark. Mm. Beautiful. Say the branding mark of Jesus, which is this is no this is the branding mark of Jesus. The wounds, the scar, other outward evidence of prosecution that testify to his ownership of me. Ah, this is in fact I love this. This is it. <laughs> it said these are what testify that I belong to him? There must be something that testifies that you belong to God. He must put his signature. When we say God puts signature on somebody, sometimes you think it's a glory. Yeah, glory will be there. But before glory <laughs> comes, it's this pruning that brings the glory. That's where the oil flows from. The glory is that oil flowing, that anointing flowing, doing mighty things. Like, see, Paul. He wrote to thought of this uh, uh, scripture, the New Testament. That's the glory. Uh, but before the glory is this one. It's the mark that brings the glory. Are we together now? So it said, the branding marks are this. The wounds, the scars. The scar. The other outward evidence of evidences that they put is not you know something that will go sometimes you show people who, children grandchildren will ask what happened evidence sometimes visible that show the persecution and say these ones this branding mark testify that god holds my life mm. what's going to testify that you are a choice vessel or that you are a vessel. What's going to testify that? Oh, nothing. I have a teacher that says that a scarless minister. Let me not see. What message do you want to drop? What message do you want to preach? Eh? What message do you want? Scarless minister. <laughs> I don't know. Let me not say as hardly met God. It's from your scars that you even get your ministry and your message rights. And you get meaning. Because where until you find your message, there is no meaning to life. Uh, so a scarless Christian is a battleless Christian. And if you do not if you have not entered or experienced or engaged in any form of battle, there can be a trophy. You don't sit in your house and they just give you fluffy. You must have done something. So, the, the pruning process is the making process. The pruning process is the making process of God's 
choice vessel. His own vessel. His own vessel. Say either the father love a chastening correction. And that correction is not going to be sweet. One of the form of correction that I saw in the Old Testament is Jonah. <laughs> you think it's sweet for you to be in the belly of a shark for three days. You think it's an experience. If you see Jonah now, we would like to ask him, how was it for you? How was it for you? I don't know if there's air there. If he was able to eat, if it was convenient, it was like a pillow was made for him. Sit sleepy inside inside the belly of a fish. Just imagine. You know how the belly of a fish do you think that God turned the belly of a fish to like a bed cool under AC? Eh? Like it was under AC and God made the belly of the fish be like a, a bed with a water bed with a fine pillow. I don't know. But if it's still the belly of a fish that I know, the anatomy of a belly of a fish. It's not a pleasant experience for him. Well, that was his way of correcting. That you don't run away from God. You do my bidding. He was correcting him. And I feel that uh, it's a demonstration of love. He should be grateful to God because he would have killed him. He wanted to kill Moses because Moses was disobedient at the point. So he that the father loves, when God begins to chastise you, it will be painful. But see it, if you don't see it as love, you, you will not enjoy your life. You will misinterpret your season. You may not be able to pull through. But if you understand that it is love, that it is his own love language to you, his own way of loving you, you bear it, you'll be comforted in it. Knowing that the chastisement is to bring a better you out. Knowing that it's not wickedness, it is for you to become a better vessel to become a choice vessel to become a refined vessel so by so that you can do more you can you can fulfill purpose you can live a meaningful life then you will just wait and pass your test there is no one that is crowned if you don't pass and you don't run your race and you don't run within the stipulated guidelines no one is crowned nobody just sit down and say come and take no this is the spiritual pressure of the making of God's own vessel. You can't escape it. No one, in fact, when you begin to see it in your life, you know that God is calling you come up either. Higher. When you begin to experience pruning, you, you should rejoice, even though it's going to be painful. But I want you to, I, in fact, I bring a word of comfort so that you will rejoice. So that you will not misinterpret what has happened to you. Don't misinterpret it. It is God coming, coming for you, calling for you. And because you have an assignment, because he loves you. Because he wants to make you a better vessel. See the end. Don't just, oh, just look at the process and the pain. See, it's, it's like a woman. For some of us that have given birth, you know, the pain will be much. It's severe. But you won't say, oh, because it's painful, I'm not going to give back. Keep the baby there. No. For the joy that was set ahead, the Bible says that Jesus endured the cross. The cross. Endured, he bear the shame, endure. It was shameful that he died, though. It was very shameful and painful. And that's why, at the point, he said, God, can this cup just pass over me? But yet, he submitted to the will of God. So, last week was submission, not my will. 
Uh, so the cross, the cup, he had to drink of it. So when you say not my own, then you are saying, God, bring it on. <laughs> you have to drink of that cup. That's why the mother of the disciples say, can my, my sons stay at the right side and the left? I say, you don't know even know what you're asking. Can they drink of the cup that I drink of? Can they be baptized into the baptism and be baptized into? It's fire baptism. Do you know the, the last drink he took on the cross? Vinegar. <laughs> I'm not taking it. But I know it's not a pleasant drink. It's not sweet. It's not sweet. Can you drink of the cup? And can you be baptized into his baptism? That is the only requirement. Or yes. For you to stay at the right hand of the Father. Of, of Jesus. He told them. So even this one is not my choice. I can't. I am not in the position to give. To make this. This, uh, this apple. But he already told us that. If you do not drink of his cup. And be baptized into his baptism. Forget it. It's not a place. You can just desire to. It's a place you pay the price to become. To get to. Wow. We have not even looked at the, the slide. God is just taking us. All is taking us. I'll just do the next 10 minutes. They will break, pray. Maybe we'll do this in three, three parts. Actually, it's the last module. So we'll do it in three parts if the Lord enables. And I know He will enable. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Let's just pray. Take a moment to pray. This will be part one. We'll do part two. We'll do part three. <laughs> and you will listen to everything. Take a moment and pray. I say, Lord, prepare my heart for what is coming. Prepare my heart for your word. It's just a preamble. And I love the way God has taken us in this introduction. Lord, prepare my heart. Pray now, please. Pray. I say, Jesus, help me. You didn't fail. I will not fail. Prepare my, open my heart to receive your word. In the name of Jesus.